the Honest to God series with Angel Rose and Ahanu. You are all very, very welcome. I am Ahanu and with me is my lovely Angel Rose. People are demanding answers. Basically exposing the truth. For us to explore in more detail today. This is the time period of truth being exposed of all the unhealed stuff coming out. So make sure you tune in. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio and on our website at worldofempowerment.com. Don't miss an episode. Hit the subscribe button now. You are very welcome. I am Ahanu and with me is my lovely Ange Rose. We are about to explore into twin flame relationships. Twin flames are emerging in relationships today, but many have great difficulty coping. So we want to address twin flame relationship problems and see if there are any solutions available to us. And it's also your chance to ask questions and to receive answers about twin flame relationships through the medium of the Akashic Records. The kinds of questions we're going to be asking today are who and what are twin flames? How did they originate? Where did they originate from? What is their purpose and what's their meaning for us today? It's important for me to point out that Angie Rose, when she's in the Akashic Records, is not in a trance and she's not accessing this information through any angels or archangels or any trance media of that nature. She is connecting directly to source and downstepping the information for us to understand. So all these questions are addressed by source directly through the Akashic Records. And from that, we will gain an understanding of twin flames. And we're also going to ask about the differences between twin flames and soulmates. We will get through as many questions as we possibly can during the time available to us. So with that, let us be quiet for just a moment, because Angel Rose will be saying a prayer out loud for the first part, and the second part will be silent to herself. Okay, so just before you get to questions, as I'm saying the prayer, saw beautiful yellow light and then also blue. So the blue makes me think that spirit has basically hurt us today. And the yellow does have something to do with twin flames. I'm not sure what yet, but it's kind of a golden yellow. So we'll see as we go along. Okay, let's begin with our first question. And we want to get a definition. What is Source's definition of twin flames? Okay. So basically I'm seeing a blue flame. Blue flame of fire. Blue and white, exactly, is what it is. It feels like it's just a flame off of source, a flame of creation off of source. And what I'm hearing is this is what we all are, not just twin flames, but we are all these blue-white fire flames off of source at our core. It's basically saying twin flames are composed of the same. So if we were to ask the question, where did twin flames originate? Well, what I get is the heart of God. The heart of God. It's right out of its creation. 
so what it's saying a little bit further is that in the original creation, when creation first started expressing itself, you could say that the twin flame was probably one of the first creations. Because I feel like it's come right out of the heart of source. And it's like the original first creations of source. Because in that flame is contained all of creation. All the elements of the creator are in that original flame. And everybody has one. Every creation has a twin. Even though we haven't really talked about the twins themselves, right? We're talking about the original flame of creation that everybody's composed of. What it's saying is everyone has a counterpart, a divine counterpart to them. Almost like a, a mere reflection of them is contained within the original flame. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So we've answered how did twin flames originate and what the definition of twin flames is. But what is their purpose, if they have a purpose at all? Well, what I'm hearing from Source, we're still in the original flame. We haven't really talked about any kind of quote-unquote splitting into two beings, for example. We're still talking about the original flame. And when we ask its purpose, what Source says, it's to extend love. Everything's purpose is to extend love. Because that's what it has done. Out of its heart, we came. And from us, we have all those elements. And that's what we're to do as well. What I'm hearing is that's the natural way. That's the natural impulse. It's to extend love from itself. Give forth. Well, let's begin now with the downstepping of the twin flame into this manifestation. Because it leads directly into the next question, which is, how do twin flames relate to divine masculine and divine feminine. And therein lies some kind of origins of a division of some kind. Okay, well, it's being really clear that there is no separation. In other words, there's not a divine masculine and a divine feminine. Any flame that splits is a whole. It still has all the original parts to it. Okay, it's just that you have reflections of yourself is what it is. In other words, if you have an original flame and it becomes two flames, they're still both the original flame. They're just now mere reflections, counterparts to each other. They're not that you have certain pieces and I have certain pieces and we come together and we become whole. You're always whole. Each piece is always whole in and of itself. So on the physical level that you're speaking of, one may hold a different orientation or a different pole 
But that's strictly what I'm hearing for sexual reproduction and sexual purposes. It really doesn't have anything to do with the components of the twin, quote-unquote, the flames. Because you've dropped a big way from being an original expression of source. All of a sudden, we're down into the physical world. And there's a lot in between. At this level, where you have male and female, all you have is different poles or different polarities. And those are for the purpose of reproduction of the human species. Everybody's the whole flame inside themselves. They have all the elements of creation, which isn't just male-female. It's all the elements of nature as well, all the colors beyond what we see. There's a lot in God that we can't see and we don't experience because we just haven't developed our brains to that capacity. We haven't developed our brains to the capacity to understand the wholeness. Is that what you mean? Exactly. Yeah. Right. In other words, we see certain colors of the rainbow here, but that's not all the colors of creation. We're aware of some of the elements of nature, but we're not aware of all of them throughout the universe, for example. Okay. Our next question. What is the difference between a twin flame and a soulmate? Well, a soulmate would be another individualized spirit that is not you. In other words, with the twin flame, let's say there's a singular flame that comes off a source that is a being, and a twin flame splits itself, not splits in terms of divides, but another one comes off of it. And those two are identical complements or reflections for each other. Where a soulmate is when you're looking at two individualized flames that came off a source differently that relate. And that's usually from some sort of a magnetic attraction that they would come together. I still feel like I'm up here in spirit. But what I'm seeing is that there's forces of nature and forces in the cosmos that attract flames to different different bodies, different places. And those would be soulmates who would be both attracted to the same something. And they would meet and then they'd do what they do together. So now they're in a a connection or a relationship and a resonance with each other on particular levels, but they're both two individuated flames, not the same flame as the twin is. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So if we have a difference between twin flame and soulmates, is it possible that a soulmate can develop to be a twin flame? Like, is it a lesser Twin flame, in other words. No. It's not. No, a soulmate is two individuated flames. Okay. But a soulmate... That got created at different times even. But a a soulmate can be a twin flame of another part of itself somewhere else. What I'm trying to get at is 
that I can understand the way you've explained that twin flames are a, a flame off of source that mirror each other. And it's even above divine masculine or divine feminine because there's no sexuality involved in it. There's no need for that kind of division. So as it downsteps for whatever reason, and, and we need to ask about this, but as it downsteps into creation, let's call it, we have soulmates here and we also have twin flames. So what I want to know is, is a soulmate a twin flame in training or one on what do you call those training bicycle wheels? Or is a soulmate one who simply hasn't found who its mirror counterpart is? Soulmates are not twins. And soulmates can never be twins because they aren't the same flame. Twins are only the same flame. Soulmates are, are two separate flames that meet each other and have a resonance because of the laws of attraction. Okay. So soulmates are not twin flames and twin flames are not soulmates. Right, but every individual will have its own twin counterpart somewhere. Yes, that's what I was trying to get at, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it's not going to be, if somebody's their soulmate, they're not going to turn into their twin. Gotcha. Because yeah. they're not so the same. So there's a potential in everybody to have a twin flame someplace. It's not a potential, it's an actuality. Everybody does have a twin flame somewhere. And they may not meet them at this level. Okay. So it could be, though, that if somebody is in what we know on Earth as a soulmate relationship, that they're not living their highest relationship because each of them has a twin flame someplace else. That's true. But I wouldn't make the assumption that they're not living their highest relationship. Okay. Because you have to keep in mind that there's been a, a lot of journeys from the time a twin flame is created to by the time it arrives down here on planet Earth. So while twin flames are, if they embody as individuated spirits along the dimensions, each one is having their own experiences. They may even create soulmates by meeting somebody separate that they aren't spend time with. So twin flames are, they're not always together. They're off on their own journeys a lot of times. Those other journeys can be very important to their development and their evolution spiritually. Okay. So sometimes a soulmate can be a very high relationship at the time that you're experiencing a soulmate, depending on what they're doing and what you're doing with them. But in the big picture, the ultimate relationship is the twin flame. So in the end, everybody's really looking for union with their twin. That's what all drives towards love really are. Towards love and union is communion with your twin because you're in communion then. I don't know how else to say it. With yourself. Source keeps wanting me to go back to the whole mirror idea when it said that twin flames mirror each other. And this looks like it's important because the ultimate relationship is one that mirrors you perfectly. 
In other words, you're looking at yourself in the other, and it's the ultimate way to understand yourself. It's the ultimate way to move higher toward complete oneness and freedom. When you have a divine counterpart who reflects you and you reflect them, which is not always the case with a soulmate. Soulmates are more about attractions and personalities. And they're not necessarily a divine reflection of each other. Now, you mentioned that these higher levels where twin flames originate, that there was no distinction between male and female, and there was no divine masculine and divine feminine. But what I want to know is, as they downstep, does a twin flame ever become male or female? And at what point in that downstepping? Yeah, we just we just said that at this level. So on the level of the human is what you're saying. Yeah, you you have a polarity, a dominant polarity, but that's for I, reproduction. Right. And that's the point of it. That's the point of sexes. Yeah. It's really about reproduction. So so that I'm clear about this then that a twin flame can be in a human body on earth and be male or female. That's right. Yes. Now, or gay or heterosexual or whatever, whatever orientation. Right. But once it gets out of this dimensional space, then it is beyond sexuality. Is that correct? Well, yes. In the twin flame union is beyond sexuality because it's a different order of connection. In fact, even to use the word connection isn't correct because that implies two separate things. Is that the order of communion and of reflection? It's not functioning at the level of magnetic attractions. Yes. Even though there is an attraction, but the attraction is a a higher recognition Mm -hmm. of the other. Yes. The magnetic attractions that you're talking about, they're like sexual attractions at the level of bodies, one body to another body. Physical attractions. Yes, physical attractions. Whereas you're talking about the twin flame connection, in quotes, is is a a spiritual attraction of some kind. You could say that, yeah. It's a higher... But there's a recognition there because it's the same being. If you ask most twins, they will say, I know that their person's my twin because I know that they are me. There's a recognition that that other quote-unquote person is you. So when somebody can say, I know they are me, that's the ultimate. That's the recognition. And usually both people know that at some level when they come together. And it doesn't always have to be male and female. It can be parent-child. It can be teacher that you have. It could be... Okay, well, that is the next question that I have, and that is that are twin flames on this dimensional space now, because we're downstepped now, are twin flames here on Earth, are they always romantic, was the question. They're not always romantic. Although the, although the ultimate, this is so hard to explain, the ultimate is romantic, but it's a kind of romantic that is 
not based on necessarily based on physical attraction. When you say romantic, though, I sense what you're trying to hint at is some kind of a heroic it's like, it's like, kind of a No, it's like being in love with yourself. At the highest level, twins are in communion with with each other because the other is themselves. So they're in communion. They're in love with themselves at the highest level. In other words, they're going into themselves as love. Okay. So when we hear about these tragic love stories like Isolde and Tristan, Tristan and Isolde and Romeo and Juliet, Romeo and Juliet, these these characters, is that the kind of tragic love that you're talking about that seems to be over and above and beyond what we might experience in general? Well, I don't know that I'd say twin flames are tragic always. Is that what you're implying? Because you're talking about the relationship. Recognizing that it's you effectively and that it seems to be over and above a physical attraction. So I'm wondering if these stories that we hear handed down to us of the great tragic love affairs, were they twin flames? Most likely they were twin flames, but this is when you look at things interfering with the union. Right. You know, whether it's duty or it's some sort of religion or it's... One's married and the other's not. Mm-hmm. When you get down to this level, when twin flames meet, there can be big interferences that they have to overcome to be together. Okay, And it's that, only tragic when they aren't together. That's the very next question. Why do they come together if they're not meant to be together? Well, source wouldn't say they're not meant to be together. They are meant to have some kind of relationship. It may not always be romantic in terms of physicality, but they should be in each other's lives in some capacity. And when they're not, again, it's usually because there's a lot of ego interferences that they haven't overcome or one's not willing to overcome or both aren't. It just depends. And, you know, when that happens... There's a lot of heartache and grief in those situations. In fact, I've heard stories of twins that, you know, when they meet each other, they know. I know who you are, they very often say, but they don't always say yes to each other. And one of them may decide they don't want that type of relationship because, remember, your twin is a mirror image of you. There isn't any hiding. There's no... You can't see yourself as not that person. But I've heard stories where one part says no, and then after years, the grief of being apart gets to them, and they come back and say yes. So a lot of times there are personality problems in the way. Okay. Okay. But if they can't be romantic with each other, then at least they should be close friends They should be in each other's lives in some capacity because when a twin arrives, it's an opportunity for accelerated growth. Now, that accelerated growth, is that to benefit themselves or those around them, like their families or their friends or even extending into the community or humanity in general? Well, we have to be careful here because Source is saying that 
any kind of growth benefits the whole. And we're not separating out twins as somehow having more impact sources. We're advising us to be careful about doing that because that's a separatist idea. Any kind of growth benefits the whole, no matter who the person is. Okay. It's just that with twins, because they're mere reflections of each other, issues come up flat up in your face faster mm-hmm. because you're looking at it in a mirror constantly. So that's why if you take those on and you you heal those or you look at them, the growth is faster. We touched earlier on the great tragedies, the epic tragedies in our mythology. But at the same time, in reality, we find that twins get interfered with and get obstructed. And a lot of them do have difficulties. Why is that? I got to say the source is actually kind of laughing at this question because from source's point of view, it's just growing pains. In other words, at this level, we aren't perfect in our souls. Okay, so you'll have interferences, but those interferences, they're not outside of you. They're still, they're still parts of your own makeup and your own consciousness. Everything you experience is part of you. It's in you. So, yes, you'll get interfered with because in this accelerated opportunity, you're shown everything. You'll be shown your worst fears. You'll be shown your weakest parts. And, yes, there's energies there that will resonate with that and magnify it for you, but it still originates from inside your own soul. So why do they struggle? It's because they have purification to do. Because the hard part about twins is because they're mere reflections of each other, they very often have the same weak points in the same areas that need attention. And sometimes they don't know how to help each other in those because both of them have the same problem. Do you understand? I do. I do. I do. Okay. We have some guests with us. Helen, can I ask, do you have any questions you'd like to ask? I was thinking of Rumi, the poet. And his whole poetry came out of this male. He had his Sufi. Suddenly this man came into his life and his poetry was, was, was actually, and he was totally consumed with this man. But it was a sexual relationship, I don't know. But his other students murdered him. They murdered the man because they were jealous because... Rumi was just totally, they thought they were getting no attention now because everything was just calling this man. I don't know how long, might have been together, two years yeah. or might have been it. But it was after he died that he was murdered by the others and, and nobody was covered or what went on. But that's when Rumi's best poetry came out. That's when his okay. yeah. came out in the morning of the death of this man. Wow, interesting. So, well, that leads to a good question then about yeah. twin flame relationships. Like, can it be the case that with the loss of one, that the other would somehow accelerate in their growth? Does that encapsulate? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was that, first of all, were they twin flames? Was that a twin flame relationship? And then by him 
leaving then it allowed the pure genius to yeah. come out from one even though they were they were the one person they were the yeah. one plane yeah so it allowed and, and i mean 700 years later we are still celebrating that poetry story. absolutely beautiful yeah okay so was that Rumi's twin flame was one of the questions. Mm -hmm. So I would say it was, but I have to say that that aspect of the twin seems to have been a little higher spiritually, interestingly. I would say it would be, yes, Rumi's twin, but Rumi's twin is a guide, is what it feels like to me, coming in body to be a guide. And not meaning to stay. So let's talk about catalyzation. Because that's what I'm hearing happened to Rumi, is he was catalyzed. And twins can do that to each other as well, because if one twin has a more developed part, they can exchange that as well, because they're the same flame. It's like if you see two flames and they're dancing back and forth. So... The other twin looks like he catalyzed Rumi and extended that higher developed part to Rumi yeah. so that once he left body, yeah. it was now in Rumi. His death was a gift to Rumi. His death was a gift. He wasn't meant to stay is what I'm getting. Yeah, he was not meant to stay. Wow. He was meant to come, teach, catalyze, to help this other part grow. Because remember that I said once the twin flame is divided, they each have their own journeys through time and space and through other planets, and they one could have become more developed in certain areas than, than the other. So when they do come together, there is an exchange that's going on between the two of them. That's why one can be a guide or a teacher and not a lover. I don't get that it was sexual in the way we think of sexual. You know? He was absolutely... But sexual in another... Yes. He, I mean, they were inseparable. This yeah. Why mm. he was killed because his students were... Yeah. Oh. ...enraged and jealous. Yeah. Mm. And then last night, at half three in the morning, and through my window, Jupiter and Saturn, in alignment, just... I'd never seen... It was so bright. Jupiter was like the size of Venus. And it was Jupiter and Saturn. And they were like twin flames. I just thought that they were, oh. what are they doing? Mm -hmm. In the sky. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Do you have any question, Catherine? I have. It's simple, really. Are twin flames in a romantic capacity always? A good question. So the question is, are twin flames always successful in their relationships? So by successful, do you mean, do they last forever? Yes. Okay. Again, a lot of that depends on what they each do with their growth. Because usually when twins break up, it's because they meet an area of incompatibility. I'm getting an image of gears. In order for those gears to turn inside, or let's just say in any relationship, there is a, an amount of chakra development going on. So let's just say in a twin relationship, there's an opportunity to move to a higher chakra. And one is able to do it and the other isn't. And if they don't wait for each other, usually what happens is one doesn't want to wait for the other. That's usually the time when they break up 
if one's not moving or growing or refuses to. But you could say that that could be true of any relationship, why they don't last. The thing with twins, though, that's different than any other relationship is that there's a type of grief. Once they meet on a particular level, there's a horrible grief if they don't work it out. Where other relationships, you can have an attitude where you say, good luck, good riddance, you know what I'm saying? I'm off. With other relationships, you're separate entities. So you can go on, right, with your life and break up with somebody. And but with twins, they may do that also, but there's always this lingering grief, you know, or a sense of loss that's pretty intense. So, but yeah, there are times when they don't work out. I met somebody in my life who was a lesser twin, and that's another question, but Yes, we recognized each other on a deep level, but when it came down to personalities, he lived a completely different lifestyle than me. It never would have ever worked, never. But there was a terrible, he even got sick, physically sick. I got to the point where I said, look, this is not a healthy thing. It's not going to work out. So I ended it, and he got physically ill immediately. I mean, we stayed friends and that's the way it should have been because the woman who he was attracted to on a soulmate level was the right woman for him at that stage in his development. But it never would have been mine. So that can happen as well. But there are lesser twins and what lesser twins are is like if you've got that original flame and it breaks off into two, and then each flame has different offshoots that come off of that, come off of that. They're still part of the original divine template, but they're not carrying the same dynamic frequency as the original ones. But they can show up in your life as well before you meet your original one. Same thing for the purpose of growth and sharing energy. Is it unusual to meet your twin? It's not common. I'd rather use that word rather than unusual. It's not common. It's been more common in the past, I'd say, 40 years or so. Because we're in a particular opportunity planetarily to move the whole planet into a better place. So a lot of twins will come together for that accelerated opportunity. So more are coming together now than you would have heard of in the past. It was more rare in the past than it is now. You hear of a lot more of it. But there are some twin pairs that are on the planet, but ones could be in China and the other could be in the United yeah. States. And they're doing planetary work and they're with soulmates that they have unreconciled stuff with and they're not necessarily meant to meet. Right. But when they do meet, there is a, an amount of responsibility to it. And they both know it. And I think that's why some of them turn and run. Because it's like, well, are you going ready to grow up now? I mean, it's a relationship beyond physical attraction. Andrea asks, 
it sounds like a twin flame relationship is not really desirable. <laughs> yeah, you know, I often got that thought. That's a good question because it sounds like it's a tough spiritual job, for want of better words. It sounds challenging. Like I can see from my, from my own experience, I can say that it is challenging and it does need constant courage. There's no doubt about it. And there are many times also where the easiest option is to opt out and say to hell with this. I'm not going to go through with this or I'm not going to pursue this any longer. Or there's easier relationships out there or there's more satisfying relationships. All of that. So the challenge is to constantly see the highest outcome in the other person and in that way in you. But the question is very valid because she's saying it sounds like it is tough. Why wouldn't you not go for the easiest option? Because it's like a moth to a flame. There's something about a twin flame recognition that's irresistible in terms of what it means in its capacity for love. It's the closest you're going to get to knowing how to love yourself and knowing God's love. So, of course, there's challenges because this is ego purification. Right. Ego purification is necessary if you want to get to know what pure love is all about. In other words, it could have its challenges, but it's not all constant difficulty. Right. And the thing that keeps you going, you do get a lot of spiritual help in these relationships, I do have to say. Right. Because when you do have challenges or you have interferences come in that try to break you up, spirit usually shows up to both of you separately, quote unquote, and tells you what's going on so you can both understand. So you get a lot of divine help with this because it's almost like source's greatest desire is for us to know what that love is. But you can't do it by keeping pieces of your ego, by being selfish, by running away. It's not, you say it's, it is courage. It is. In fact, mm. if you remember, just to offshoot this for a second, when we were exploring the Kundalini and somebody asked Source to define the Kundalini, Kundalini said it was the path of courage. That's right. Yes, said, remember? Yeah, yeah. Source said Kundalini is the path of courage. Mm -hmm. And it started to talk about what that path of courage was up through the chakras. Mm -hmm. And so when you meet a twin, there's something in the recognition that lets you know this is a horse of a different color. This is something different about this that feels higher spiritually, even though you've got personality stuff in the way. So it is a path of courage because it often involves choices. You get tested. Are you willing to do this? Are you willing to love another person enough? Are you willing to love yourself enough? Do you even know what it's like to love yourself? And remember that one other comparison I can make is, we did another one on, on God, I think it was, or consciousness, or who? what is God? Somebody asked the question, what is God? Remember, I was having an experience of going through this intense, brilliant white light, and it took me through this tunnel 
and the tunnel was filled with white light, but along the sides of the tunnel, I felt like I was looking at mirrors, even though they weren't mirrors, but it was reflective. And I kept going back and back into this bigger and bigger and bigger intense white light. And then it arrived at these billions of eyes. Remember? I do. So there is a reflective quality in the journey toward home, the journey toward God, especially at this level. You meet a divine reflection of yourself, but, geez, how else could you know yourself if not through the other? But you have to weed out what is personality nonsense. Each one is responsible for being willing to release their personality nonsense in order to be with each other at that level. Mm-hmm. So it's got blissful moment. I mean, the kind of love is blissful. Andrea continues her question and asks, is the soulmate relationship easier or does it flow smoother? It can, but you can also have soulmates that are enemies. A lot of times a soulmate can be easier. I've been a lot of soulmates in my life. Yeah, there's a strong magnetic connection between them. But if I wanted to go off somewhere with my girlfriends for three or four days and, and take time out from the relationship, It was easy to do that. So in that sense, yes, it's easy. But with a twin, if you're apart for too long, there's a grief there. You're like, I don't want to be away from this person the same way as I maybe might want to be with a soulmate. It's a whole different ballgame. Right, right, yeah. Okay, but yes, soulmates can be very blissful. But like I said, you can Mm. also have soulmates that that are enemies and that kill each other or are in very very abusive or unhealthy relationships. And you could have that with a twin too. And in those cases, you would break up because source would never advise anybody to stay in an abusive situation. Right. No matter who they are. But could those very triggers be the catalyst for growth? Oh, absolutely. Sometimes the growth in an abusive situation is to say no. Yeah. Say that again. That's a very important I said, sometimes the growth in an abusive situation is to say no. And people who are in strong soulmate connections or even twin flame relationships who are in an abusive situation will oftentimes overlook it and make excuses for it because they'll say, I have this spiritual connection and I'm meant to stay here. And Source would always say, that's not the answer. That's not what you're meant to do. You're supposed to learn to say no to those things after a certain point. First has always told us if there's no growth, if one is refusing to grow in a relationship, you don't have a relationship. Even though you might doctor it up in your mind. Yes, you don't really have a true relationship. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay. Sasha asks, Is it so obvious from the moment of meeting that they are your twin flame? And then she also asks, is it possible that if they part, they will come together again in the same lifetime? Or is there one opportunity in each lifetime? No, it's possible that they can come around again in the same lifetime. They may not be ready for each other right away, but a few years later they may be. Or there's stories, of course, of People who 
were together in high school and broke up and come back when they're adults. Mm -hmm. So all of those things can happen. Is it always obvious right away? Something is obvious right away. It may not be that. But there is something disturbing about a meeting with a twin where you know something's going on. You may not know what it is, but you know that there's something about that person that is, well, when I met you, my first thought was you were trouble. 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 Big trouble. This is trouble. (laughs) And yet, you know, we only talked a little bit the first meeting, and it wasn't until three months later that we realized, okay, something bigger is going on, and then spirit kind of got in there and started doing things to us to show us that this was something to pay attention to. But then there was the decision, do you go with it or do you not go with it? But usually it's revealed before too long. Do you want to talk a little bit about the idea of the clock face with twin flames or no? Do you want to go there? It's just an example when we talked about lesser twins, that when that one main flame first splits off, that's a primary twin, considered a primary twin. And then when when little offshoots come off of that, it's considered lesser twins. And they just use the experience of a clock face saying primaries would be at 12 and 6, lesser twins would be at 3 and 9, and so on around the clock face, just as an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that also is based in practicality and truth and coincidence for us. Because I can tell many stories, and one that I remember in particular was when we first met. I was checking in at the lobby of the hotel, and I found myself standing on this big circular lobby carpet, which was in the shape of a clock. It was designed as a clock. And I was standing on the 12, and Engel Rose was standing on the 6. That was bizarre enough in its own right, but what was crazy about it was that in the previous few weeks to that, I was in Ireland and she was in Chicago. So there was a six hour time difference. And the only time we could ever connect, the only time, it was beyond coincidence at this point, was either 12 o'clock my time and six hers or six hers and 12 mine. It was crazy. Like this six twelve thing was just going bananas (laughs) and we couldn't figure out what it was about. So the likeness to the clock really is just an understanding of how the pairs come How together. the pairs come together, yes. Primary twins and lesser twins. Okay, that does bring us to the end of our questions. So let me read a summary of what we've covered here today. We started off where Angel Rose saw a golden yellow color and a blue light and recognized that the blue was symbolizing the twin flames. Twin flames are a blue-white flame of fire of source. We are that. Twin flames originated in the heart of God. Twin flames are one of the original first creations of source. Within the original twin flames are all the elements of creation. Everything's purpose is to extend love. Out of the heart of God, we came. There is no divine masculine or divine feminine in God. There is only unity. 
A divine masculine and divine feminine is a mirror reflection of itself. We are always whole, even when we hold a mirror reflection of each other. Masculine and feminine originated only for the purpose of reproduction. The twin flame union is beyond sexuality. We have not developed our brains to understand wholeness. A soulmate is a separate individualized spirit, whereas a twin flame is an identical mirror of each other. Soulmates are not twins and twins are not soulmates. Just because a soulmate couple are not with their twins does not mean they are not experiencing their highest outcomes in this life. In the big picture, the ultimate relationship is the twin flame. All drive is towards love and union with your twin flame, that is, your own self. The ultimate relationship is one that mirrors you perfectly. I know they are me. That's the recognition of a twin flame. Twin flames are meant to be together, and if they're not, look to ego interferences. Twin flames do not always say yes to each other. You can't see your twin flame as not you. If twin flames can't be romantic, they should at least be close for the opportunity of accelerated growth. All growth benefits the whole. Struggles in twin flame relationships are seen as growing pains in the eyes of God. The aspect of Rumi's twin was a guide who catalyzed Rumi to his greatest self. Twins can break up through incompatibilities in their spiritual growth. There is a level of deep spiritual grief attached to the loss of a twin flame relationship. We are in accelerated planetary opportunity now for twins to come together. A twin flame relationship is like a moth to a flame. It is irresistible. A twin flame relationship is essentially ego purification. A twin flame relationship tests you and involves big choices. A twin flame relationship revolves around your ability to love yourself at your highest and deepest. Sometimes the growth in an abusive relationship is to say no. So that brings us to the end of our session today. We want to thank you most sincerely for being with us because your presence helps downstep this information. And we want to thank Angel Rose for her ability to be able to access the Akashic Records and give us this information. So until next time, thank you and bye-bye from myself, Ahanu, and from Angel Rose. You've been listening to Answers from the Akashic Records, a world of empowerment service from Angel Rose and Ahanu. To get the profound statements from the Akashic Records in your mailbox each week, log on 
to worldofempowerment.com.